The following is a Feltnout production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.uk. Howdy, howdy, howdy. What's up? How's it going? It's time for a new episode of Tired and Inspired with your boy, young world traveller, a.k.a. Mr. Around the World, a.k.a. Mr. Derry, New Hampshire, a.k.a. Young chilling in the northeast of a different country this time, a.k.a. Oscar's dog keeper, a.k.a. Mr. America himself, your fucking boy, Jack Fox. And it's back. It's back. Yes, it. The national institution that is tired and inspired is back. And we're in international waters, baby. <laughs> As Tim Westwood would say. I'm in America, guys and gals. I'm in America. It's kind of weird. Because I think when you tell people that like, you're going to America, or when I tell people I'm going to America, especially in England, I think we have this conception of what America is. In the same way that I think Americans have a conception of what England is, and that is London. And obviously Newcastle, or South Shields more specifically, is not London. In the same way that America is not just New York or LA. Right now I'm in the small suburb of Derry, New Hampshire, which is a very nice small town. Uh, I'm in Christina's house. I'm currently in Christina's house by myself, apart from the two dogs that live here. And one of them hates me, and one of them just sleeps all day. So there you go. Uh, before we were here in Derry, New Hampshire, we I landed in Orlando, Florida. Took nine and a half hours to get there from London. Not even bullshitting, not even exaggerating. Nine and a half hours on a plane to get from London to uh, Orlando. Longest flight I've ever been on in my life, but that's fine. Uh, and then, yeah, we got... There's something beeping somewhere. I don't know what it is. I think it may be the washing machine. Everything's new and everything is technology. Everything is technology and everything beeps here. And I don't know what the fuck anything is. I'm just sitting in my chair on my laptop recording my podcast. And I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um. So, yeah, went landed in Orlando, Florida. And, uh, of course, Orlando, the, 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 if you're out of... If you're not... If you're not uh, from America and you land in Orlando, there's pretty much only one place you're going to or you're thinking about going to, and that is the Disney area. And admittedly, me and Christina didn't have tickets for the Disney parks because we are not billionaires, but we went to the surrounding areas. So there's other... I didn't even know this. Christina's a big Disney fan, so she knew all this. There is a resort you can go to, like shopping places... It's all free. You just have to get there. It's a bit of a pain in the ass. Everything, 
everything in America, but more so in Orlando, is so far spaced apart from each other. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous. And there's no, like, you have the Metro in uh, the Northeast, you have the Tube in London, you have trams in Manchester. There's nothing like that up here. You have to drive or take really expensive Uber rides everywhere. So I'm going to cut a very long, boring story. Not boring, but a long story short, okay? Christina and I were staying in a hotel in Orlando. And uh, I'll say for very cheap. We got a deal because Christina is a member of the uh, IHG Hotels reward scheme. Long story short, our hotel room wasn't up to scratch we had a word with somebody at IHG and got upgraded to a very nice. It wasn't even a hotel room; it was like a, it was like an apartment, like a penthouse type suite thing. We had our own kitchen, we had washing machines, we had two bedrooms. There's, there's, we're staying in the same bedroom. We had two bedrooms. Beautiful place. So thank you very much. It was on a it was on a sort of resort type place, so it was like an enclosed area. So it was really nice. Families and stuff were there. We had a swimming pool. It was all lovely. Uh, now, when we got upgraded, it was quite late in the day, so we had to, So what we had to do is we were at the resort place where we were, where we ended up staying. We had to go back to our janky hotel, pick up our stuff, get another Uber from that place, then back to the resort to get into our new upgraded room. Now. We get Ubers left, right, and centre. That's the only way to get around because we didn't have a car. So I ordered the Uber from our janky hotel when we had all of our uh, luggage. I ordered the Uber to the resort, to the nice resort. And obviously, when you order the Uber, if if you're on the app, you can see the name of your Uber driver and a little profile picture. Now, because Orlando is so south in America, there's a lot of... Uh, it's a stereotype, but there's a lot of Uber drivers called Juan and Jesus, and you know, such a fine. You know, it's cool. It's it's interesting to get a culture's interpretation of life and whatever. This gentleman, who was our Uber driver, was called Anthony, and was not of Spanish or Mexican descent, but did have a handlebar mustache. Now. Upon first looking at his profile picture on the Uber app without meeting him, you have to ask yourself, did I make fun of him? And did Christina like it? The answer to those two questions are yes, I did make fun of him. And no, she did not like it because she's a kind-hearted person and I'm a bastard. The The next question you have to ask yourself is, had this person, Anthony, been driving Uber for more than one month, and did that make me sceptical? The answer to those two questions are no, he had been driving Uber for a month, and yes, it did make me sceptical. Did I maybe think he was going to drive us into the forest, assuming there's a forest in Orlando, and murder us both, because he has a handlebar moustache, and has been driving Uber for under a month? Another two questions after I said, and the answer to those questions are yes, and I think we're going to get murdered by this guy who has a handlebar moustache in Orlando now. When this gentleman pulled up in his car, also all cars are automatic, and I think gathering at least hybrids or electric. The ca- the cars in America are much better than the cars in England. So if we could just step that up right away, that'd be great. Thank you. 
Um, gentlemen, pulls up. And the previous Ubers we've had to and from hotels, from airports and stuff, Uber drivers pulled up, hopped out the car immediately to help us with our luggage to put it in the car. And this has all been done by Jesus, by Juan, by other Davids, by in, in, those folk, let's say. Anthony pulls up with his fucking handlebar moustache, pops the trunk, as they say, and just sits in his car and waits for us to get in. This guy's really, really stretching my ability to hit that five-star rating, okay? Now, let me tell you, I've, I've already explained this guy has a handlebar moustache. So when we get in the car, you have to ask yourself three things. Christina gets in on the left-hand side behind him, because remember, in America, they're driving the other side of the road. I get in the right-hand side, and I can see directly, I have a diagonal view of him from behind directly. Now, ask yourself these three questions. Bear in mind, this guy's called Anthony, lives in Orlando, Florida, and has been driving Uber for less than a month and has a handlebar moustache. This is all we know about him so far. You have to ask yourself these questions. Does he, in your opinion... My little listener of my little podcast, Tired and Inspired. Is Anthony from Orlando, who has been driving Uber for a month with a handlebar moustache, is he, one, wearing an unbuttoned Hawaiian shirt? Does he, two, have a tiger print, soft, velvet-like cover on his steering wheel? And three, is he listening to How Soon Is Now by the Smiths as we get in the car? Those are three things you have to ask yourself upon learning the information that Anthony may be the only white Uber driver in Orlando. He has been driving Uber for less than a month and has a handlebar moustache. If you had time to think about it, do you know your answer? Here we go. Here are the answers. Does he have an unbuttoned Hawaiian shirt on? Yes. Has he got a velvet tiger print cover on his steering wheel? Yes. And was he listening to How Soon Is Now by the Smiths as we got into the car? Yes. Well done if you got all three of those correct. You are the winner of today's Tired and Inspired quiz. The stereotype quiz on how much of a hipster dickhead did we get in our Uber driver in our Uber from our hotel to our upgraded resort? Well done, guys! Congratulations! I don't know if you can hear, but I'm clapping for you. Actually, just slap my dick against my leg for you. Well done, guys! Congratulations! Now, as we got to the resort, well, that's a whole different conversation in of itself, and I believe I will save it. After, for after, a quick word for our sponsors. Today's episode of Tired and Inspired is brought to you by Long Distance Relationships. Have you met the love of your life? Is it unfortunately and kind of weirdly over Tumblr? Do they live halfway around the world? Then you want to try a long distance relationship. Go to 
this bullshit one where they live in Manchester or Leeds or Glasgow or Edinburgh, but they live in the northeast of America. Long distance relationships. Try now for, frankly, a lot of money just to hang out with your girlfriend. If you're just going to date the people in your your town and city, you're going to run out eventually. But actually, long distance relationships are already worth it in the long run because you don't have to be personally, you don't have to be with the person that you love, and you don't have to be with the person that you love. And if you're crossing the other side of the ocean, then it's absolutely fine because you can be with the person that you love together. That's your fun. I would just recommend it. We're back. Honestly, I think I might stop doing those stupid fucking things because they are stupid. But I would. Look. The th- long distance relationships are tough, but one thing I often say to Christina when we get ourselves down about our relationship is I'd rather be with Christina in a different country than some whore from South Shields. <laughs> all right, whatever. Um, where the fuck did all that come from? All right. Um, so, Anthony, this fucking guy, who looks like something, he looks like something out of Miami Vice. Uh, not Miami Vice. Um, Vice City, the Grand Theft Auto game. That's what he looks like, Vice City, right? So, we get to the resort, and because the resort, you can only come in if you stay there, because it's a resort, it's the whole point of a resort. So, we pull up to the gates, uh, like a barrier sort of system, and there's a security guard... And then, even though it's late, we we Anthony rolls a window down. We say we're checking in, and the security guard tells us to take go around the roundabout, second exit, follow the road round, and you'll find your way to the main entrance. Perfect, great. We do all that. We go to the roundabout, whatever, whatever. Just completely at the wrong place. We have no idea where we are. We end up just fucking lost in this massive. When I say this is a big resort, look when you when you th- when I say a resort, I think people in England might think of Butlins, uh, you know that to- that sort of like caravan park. No, no, no. This was a fucking resort, man. It was huge, enormous. And it's nighttime now. It's dark, right? We've got all our luggage. We've got suitcases. We're in the middle. We don't even know where we are. We don't even really know where to go. We're going to head to the main desk. We don't even know where that is. So there's there's a shuttle. This is how big this place is. There's a shuttle system that goes around the resort for free. Hop on, hop off. Shuttle system. We find a shuttle stop, but it's one of the ones that after a certain time they don't go to this shuttle. We didn't know this at the time. After a certain time, they don't go to this shuttle stop. They only go to the main ones in other places. Okay, so we're sitting at the shuttle stop, waiting for the shuttle that we don't know isn't coming. And then, which is, is cars driving past, we're like, whatever. And when we see a family, assume it's a family. To be honest, I'm not entirely sure, but we see a family walking down towards us, making a lot of noise, a lot of laughing, carrying on. Sure, they're on holiday, they're having a good time. Now, if Christina was here. She would probably not let me say this next bit, right? Or she would at least give me daggers for saying this. Or she would say something about me being a dickhead. But I'm being completely honest, okay? 
It was a family of let's have a think how many people were there. One, two, there was five of them, five of them. One, two, three, four, five, six of them, I think. And they were it was it was a black family. I'm gonna say that, okay? But when it, but I'm only saying that because we don't have that we don't that's not a common thing in England. We have a lot of Asian families and stuff from Middle East and stuff coming over, but this was like, hey, honey, like, like, like a, like a black family, you know what I'm saying? And it was not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's just outside of my, you know, you know. Uh, so this this family sat down and they were sitting beside us at the shuttle, and we had and they the the gentleman was very nice and he said, excuse me, sir, how long have you been waiting at this shuttle? And on this trip, what also what me and Christina tend to do is when we're in each other's countries, let each let each other. So when she's in England, I do most of the talking to people because the accent just brings up questions. The amount of like I say, we've been in Ubers, left, right, and centre. Christina's done most of the talking, and then if I chime in with "Haven't you people ever heard of closing the goddamn door?" No, I've got ADHD. I swear to God. If I chime in saying something. This this is an example, okay? The Uber driver will be. I'm going to do three different characters in the same voice. Cause I can't do because I can't do voices. Okay, so the, this is the Uber driver. Where are you guys from? Christina will reply. Oh, I'm from New Hampshire. I, I, this is a, this is a terrible example. This is a terrible example. This is exactly not where the conversation should be going. Okay, let's let's, let's, try, let's try this again. Let's try this again. Uh, how the Uber driver says. How long are you guys here? Christina will say, oh, just for the weekend. And the Uber driver will say, oh, that's a shame because usually I pick people up who are here for like a week. And then I'll say, yeah, it's a shame. I wish we had a longer time to stay here. And then the Uber driver will go, yeah, yeah. And then look, I'll see in the fucking mirror, they'll look really confused, take like a three-second break and then say, so where are you guys from? But like, not just like where are you guys from, but like a really confused because Christina's got an American accent, and I have the opposite of whatever an American accent is. Okay, so when there's a family of six pissed up people coming towards us, and it's dark, and we're sitting in the fucking bus shelter, and the gentleman asks me, "Excuse me, sir, how long have you been waiting here?" I want Christina to take over the conversation. Okay. So Christina chimes in with, haven't you people ever heard of closing the goddamn door? No. Then the guy looks really confused and she says, uh, about 15, 20 minutes. This gentleman's wife, raging, instantly, not at Christina, about the situation, raging, is on the phone straight away. You have to give credit to her. I wish I, wish I got their name. Absolute credit to her. She was on the phone straight away complaining. We've been waiting at this motherfucker. She wasn't swearing, but that's just how I interpret it. We've been waiting at this motherfucker bust up for... 30 minutes waiting for this goddamn motherfucker bus shelter uh, to come pick us up. We don't even know. There's, there's, there's other couple here. They, they got all their luggage and shit. We wait. And she, she in the space of, we were probably hanging out with them there for like another, an extra like 10, 15 minutes. She called the front desk three times because she was pissed off with how Bear in mind, they, went, they weren't waiting as long as us. But she didn't take no for an answer. She was on the blower straight away. Got to give credit to her. They were all kind of drunk. The, the initial gentleman who uh, asked me how long we'd be waiting there was 
on a different planet. This guy was so drunk, but he was so funny. It was really cool. And eventually, eventually, the shuttle turned up. We got on, me and Christina got on and got on at the back to take us to the front desk. I don't know where this other family were going, but I'm just going to say it. We all had a good time with the bus. The driver was called William. He was very nice. The gentleman who initially asked me how long we'd be waiting at the bus shelter was very f- drunk, but was providing a lot of entertainment. And I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. Between me and Christina and this family of six black people, the actions on that bus and the fun we had and the laughter we had and the experience we shared of waiting at that bus stop for 15, 20 minutes in the dark and then on the bus having fun, the, the euphoria of being picked up and taken wherever we were going to go and get sorted. That bus ride did more for racism than Rosa Parks did. I'm just going to say it out front as an Englishman from the outside looking in. And look, as an Eng- look, America has a, a problem with institutionalised racism. We know this. America In England... We're fine, man. There's no racism whatsoever. There's absolutely zero racism in England. I'm sorry, Americans, but that's just what you're going to... You know what I mean? So as an Englishman, coming from the outside, looking in, that bus journey did more to help... That very short bus journey, I'll I'll also say that, five minutes. You get people, like-minded people on a bus for five minutes. We'll do more for racism than Rosa Parks did in the... Back in day. And that's just the way it is. I'm sorry. I can't help myself if I'm one of the civil rights, if I'm one of the spearheads of the civil rights movement. I'm sorry. Sewers. What you you know, I, I, I'm sorry. That's just how it's worked out. <laughs> Fucking hell. Jesus Christ. It's a good job this podcast isn't that popular. <laughs> This is going to get me cancelled in five years. It's just jokes, guys. It's just jokes. Although that that is a true story. But it's just jokes. Okay. Had a lot of fun in Florida. It's a shame we were only there for the weekend. But we were only there for the weekend because we went to stay in this junky, shitty hotel. And once we got upgraded to this fucking penthouse suite type deal, could have stayed there all month. But never mind. Uh, I'm sure next podcast will be with Christina. I hope so. That was the plan to get her on some podcasts. So, uh, and until oh, the World Cup starts on the fucking World Cup starts on Sunday, and I'm so not excited. It's uh, such a damn shame. What a fucking nightmare of a situation that is. Uh, anyways. Whatever. Uh, thanks for all the love on the last episode, episode ninety with ninety bro. Good number, good download numbers on that, and a lot of good feedback on it. Appreciate it. I think this is a very, this is more of a silly episode. I got, I've got twenty three minutes out of talking about an Uber driver and a bus journey. This is the public transport episode. Uh, all right, man. Well, you know, if you have any questions about America. Ask me them, and I'll answer them on the next episode, hopefully with Christina. And uh, take care. Tell a friend. Share on Instagram. And kiss your pets for us. All right. Enjoy the rest of your week. Bye.
that was a Feltnout production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.uk. Oh, say can you see Valentine's Yeah, 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 yeah.